What's up, everybody? This is TBD Sportscast, college football with your hosts. I'm Mason. This is Joey. This episode is entitled On Edge because a lot of these teams are on edge after some upsets and some hopeful upsets coming in the next couple weeks of college football. We're obviously going to be talking about some football today, but let's go ahead and talk about last week with our week six recap. Starting out on Friday with our Pac-12 matchup of the week, Stanford taking on the Sun Devils at Arizona State. Stanford can't hardly get anything going against the ASU defense, and Arizona State gets the win, 28-10. Moving into Saturday, the Red River Showdown. The Sooners taking on the Longhorns at the Texas State Fair. Texas jumps up by two touchdowns early. In the second quarter, Lincoln Riley benches Spencer Rattler for freshman Caleb Williams. The Sooners make a huge comeback, down three touchdowns to secure the win, 55-48. Next up on the docket, our ACC game of the week, Wake Forest at Syracuse. After a back-and-forth battle, they head into overtime. On second and six, Wake Forest grabs a touchdown and gets the win over Syracuse, 40-37. Heading to the Big Ten now, our TBD game of the week, Penn State at Iowa. After being down almost the entire game, Iowa comes back being down 17-3. With the loss of Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford, the offense can't get much done given Iowa the game 23-20. Moving down south to the Deep South's oldest rivalry, Georgia at Auburn. Once again this week, Georgia's defense proves itself, only allowing a field goal and a touchdown, and Stetson Bennett shows out at quarterback, and Georgia takes it 34-10. Finally, staying in the SEC, a game we didn't cover last week, number one Alabama at Texas A&M against the Aggies. The Aggies actually go into the half up by two touchdowns. The Tide mounts a comeback and gets ahead, but with a huge stop by the Aggie defense and a great offensive drive led by backup quarterback Zach Calzada in the final minute, the Aggies score a field goal to win the game and upset number one in College Station. So obviously, a great week of football and some amazing games, but we got to get into some overrated, underrated, starting with Texas A&M and Bama. Yeah, I mean, overrated, underrated for Texas A&M. It, it, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I don't think they're either or. I think they're at a pretty good place. I mean, Zach Calzada had a really good freaking game against Alabama, but also Bama's defense just could not hold up, and their offense took a while to start going. And By the time they did, it was a little too late. Um, but Texas A&M, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I think they're right where they should be. Yeah, that's a really hard one just because Texas A&M lost to Arkansas, lost to Mississippi State, dropped out of the top 25. And so now what we've been saying over the last few weeks is kind of hard to make sense of with saying, well, now these teams that are playing these teams and losing these games don't look as impressive. But now these teams that lost are coming out of nowhere and beating teams like Alabama, number one, right? So, I mean, I would I would have to agree with you in saying that, yeah, Texas A&M, it's kind of like right in the middle. I don't think they're overrated or underrated because, I mean, I thought they were overrated, but, I mean, they pulled it out in College Station. I mean, home of the 12th man, and the 12th man showed up. But speaking of them, what about Alabama? I mean, they're, you know, like, what, what about them? Are they overrated or underrated? Uh, again, I'm kind of indifferent about it. They're a really good team. I mean, if you go back to the preseason rankings, we had them at four, and right now they lay at four. Uh, we never really expected really a great outcome we kind of expected this season to be kind of rough for them and we somewhat foresaw a loss coming for them did we see it 
coming this early. Not really, but I mean, it happens, so they got to win out, man. Yeah, see, my thing with Alabama is I wouldn't call them overrated or underrated, but what I would call them is young and immature. Speaking of Bryce Young, (laughs) I mean, mean, yeah, because like, let's look at Bryce Young, right? I mean, the guy has been playing lights out, Mm -hmm. but he is still young. I mean, he threw an interception on second and goal in the end zone Mm -hmm. in, you know, one of the first in the first half. And you can't do stuff like that. You've got to be able to hit your man. So and, and, you know, and on the on the offense, too, I mean, there's just so many issues. I mean, and they're just young and everybody. And I've said that I said that. I said that at the beginning of the season. I said Alabama is not as good as people think they are. Are they still a good team? Yes. Are they still probably playoff bound? Unfortunately, yes. But they are so young. They're just a young team. They're still rebuilding, and they got to learn how to play this game. And that's something else with it, too, is like let's look at Georgia-Auburn, right? I said last weekend Georgia going to play in Jordan-Hare is not an easy game. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy game to play because the fans show up. They're loud. They're hectic, and they love their team, and they cheer them on. Mm. And look at what Stetson Bennett did, the guy who was, you know, leading in interceptions when he played in the FCS yep. and then came to Georgia as a walk-on. And he played great, right? I mean, he did. Bryce Young has to be able to do the same thing. you got to be able to walk into somewhere like College Station. And don't get me wrong, College Station is way more hectic than Jordan Hare. Oh, yeah. It's one of the hardest places to play in college football. But you still have to be mature enough to get in there and be able to take that on, knowing that you are better than, than the 12th man. I mean, so. Bryce Young still had a good game, though. I mean, 369 yards, three touchdowns. But, I mean, like you said, they're young, but they have a lot of talent. I mean, Jamison Williams uh, showed out, showed up and showed out that game. But, like I said, a little too late um, when they did. So, But, yeah, I'm indifferent about it, just like Texas A&M. I think they're right where they should be. Yeah, now let's talk about the Red River Showdown, Oklahoma and Texas. This is another one that was really hard to decide on, but what is Oklahoma? Are they overrated or are they underrated? Uh, Oklahoma is kind of confusing. I mean, a lot of people um, look at the Texas game and they're like, oh, Oklahoma came back from such a large margin against Texas. And, you know, the way I looked at it was how, how did you get to that kind of large of a margin in the first place? You know, like how would you ha- – you say you have a defense – and you talked up all this game at the beginning before the season started saying you have this this great defense and then you let up so many points against with from Texas and then you're in a position where you have to take your starting quarterback out you know at one point he was a Heisman front runner and now he's getting benched half halfway through the game um and then you're having to rely on a freshman quarterback now did they get it done with the freshman quarterback yes but i I'm indifferent about it, but I would say they're overrated still. And I would have to agree with that. I would say that Oklahoma is overrated. I mean, yeah, they came back. I mean, here's my thing, though. If they keep Caleb Williams in, which is I know there's a lot of opinions on that, but I think that they should keep him in. If they keep Caleb Williams in, I say no, they're not underrated or they're not overrated. But if they keep Rattler starting, 100% 100% overrated. He is overrated. Everybody was starting out saying, like you said, he was the Heisman frontrunner. He's going to win the Heisman, all this stuff. And he's not. And he has not been playing like a Heisman candidate. He has not been playing like the MVP. Because that's what the Heisman is, the MVP. 
and he has not been playing like it. Popularity contest as exactly. well. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I, I, I'm with you. I'm still right now, I'm going to say that, yeah, they're overrated. The only reason they won that game is because of Caleb Williams, and, and that's it. So what about what about Texas? Um, I don't know. I still really like Texas. I really like their quarterback, their running back. Their defense needs to step up a lot. I mean, they um, played lights out. They did in the first half. Yeah. But, you know, I think their situation here was, you know, and it happened with Spencer Rattler when he started out at Oklahoma. There, w- there is no film on this guy. I was going to say the same first thing. Game. It's like LSU in Florida last year. There's no film on Max Johnson. Yeah, there, there's no film. So, like, you're when this guy comes in, all of a sudden you're having to figure it out on the spot, you know, all this stuff. Um, I'm indifferent about Texas. This this is just like Texas A&M and Alabama. I think they're a really good team. They just have a lot of things to work on. They have a really good coaching staff. They have a good offense, but their defense has a lot to work on. Um, I think they're a top 25 team, but, again, a lot to work on. I'm going to also say that Texas is underrated. I think that they're still a great team. I think that they're like one another, like, you know, Texas A&M kind of right in the middle. They've had some losses that they shouldn't have had, but they've also, you know, like beat the crap out of Texas Tech, beat the crap out of Oklahoma in the first in the first half mm-hmm. and even, you know, played a really, really good game against TCU. Like, I think that they're definitely a top 25 contender mm-hmm. and I think that they're underrated. They're not overrated yet. If they lose another game, I'd probably say, yeah, they're overrated. But I hear you. But yeah. So moving I think, on, I think give next season by next season. Texas is a playoff contender. And I'm I would have to agree with that. I would even say that they're still in the search for the Big 12 championship though. They could be. They could be. But like I think they have a lot of stuff the things that they have to fix on defense, uh it's not going to happen within one season. Yeah. It's going to have to happen by next season and you know whether that's, you know, find a new defensive coordinator or whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh I think they're going to be a possible playoff contender next season. Yeah, and moving on, we just have we just want to talk about a team in this overrated underrated segment that we have a special place in our heart for because of the home team, Dirty Myrtle. We're going to talk about the Mullets, Coastal Carolina. Are they overrated or are they underrated? Uh I think they're underrated. Um I mean, I I I'm getting frustrated with how these guys can put up some such big numbers, uh, record-breaking numbers at some points, and then either not move or move up one spot within the rankings. I think that's very frustrating. I mean, they're at 16 right now, or 15. Yeah. They should, they should be at, like, either in the top 10 or at 11. I don't think top 10 yet. I think, I think top 11 or 12 would be a, a more safer bet um, in which we have it on our... Uh, TBD Sportscast rankings. If you haven't already, go check that out on Instagram. Um, but, I mean, I, I definitely think they're underrated. They're a really good team. I love the mullets. Uh, yeah, they don't play the toughest opponents, and I think next season they're going to take an approach like Cincinnati uh, and, you know, kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit if they try it. But underrated for this season. And again, I have to agree with you. I'd say Coastal Carolina is underrated with just with the amount of like points that they've been putting up on teams this season. I mean, like they beat Central Arkansas this past Thursday by like 30 points. And sure, Central Arkansas may not be like the best team in the country, but I mean, like really, really good team. Final score is 52 to 20. Arkansas State. 
But yeah. Yeah, sorry, Arkansas State. <laughs> but I mean, they are playing a really, really, really good football. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that they're underrated. And, you know, they may not be able to beat teams, you know, some SEC and ACC and Big Ten teams, right? But I mean, like. Oh, they could, they could beat Vanderbilt. They can beat. Oh, for sure. I mean, they like, could I'm probably saying, beat I, Syracuse. I, I would honestly agree with that. I, I was more talking about the top tier, like yeah, Kentucky yeah, yeah, and Georgia yeah. and, you know, Wake Forest and, you know, like those I don't know teams. about Clemson. And, yeah. You know, Iowa. You know, Clemson would be a toss up, but it'd be a good game for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'd actually like to see that matchup. For this season, yeah. For this season, yeah. I don't know about I mean, others. we're living in a time where South Carolina could possibly beat Clemson. I hope. I mean, you know, maybe, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, final thing Coastal Carolina, underrated. And now. It is time for one of our favorite segments, the TBD Sportscast Game of the Week. And Joey, please tell the folks, where are we going this week? Look, I think this is just one of your favorite segments because I feel like every week it's Georgia. And this (laughs) week it is number 11, Kentucky, at number 1, Georgia, at 3.30 p.m. Uh, It is also our SEC Game of the Week. Um, not sure if you've said that already, but no, no, it is indeed our um, SEC game of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to be as close as others think. I, I love, I love Kentucky and stuff, but, uh, this is not a game that they wanted on their schedule with this kind of season. Like they're having a great season and now they got to face one of the toughest opponents. if yeah. not the best opponent in college football this year. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, here at TBD Sportscast, college football, we usually, you know, it's rare when we go on a rant, but I do have one. A lot of people have been calling Georgia overrated, and it happens every time we play some team that they say that we're supposed to lose to. It happened against Arkansas. They said, oh, Georgia's going to get exposed when they play Arkansas 37 to 0. They said, oh, they're going to get exposed when they play Auburn 34 to 10. So I'm just saying, like, what do we have to do to not be overrated or not be seen as overrated? I mean, we are the number one team in the country, but as Kirby said, that's just the number. And I, I mean, we want to be number one at the end of the season. Not, I mean, I mean, sure, we're we're happy where we are right now, right? And we are a very good team, but I just have to say, like, I mean, because people are saying y'all are gonna get exposed by Kentucky, and if we beat Kentucky this weekend, they're gonna say, oh, well, Kentucky was just bad, and oh, well, Arkansas is not quality, and oh, I mean, look, Arkansas played a great game against Ole Miss and only came up a point short because they decided to go for two they got to win it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Pittman was like, hey, we're going for it. He's like, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's just, I, that's my rant. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of upset with some people saying that Georgia is so overrated when in reality we have proved ourselves at least three times this season. Everybody was saying that Clemson was going to destroy us. Our defense showed up and we won 10 to three. You know, UAB is a nobody team. I mean, great team in the FCS, but according to SEC and, you know, FBS, no. Uh, you know, and then we, you know, destroyed Auburn, destroyed Arkansas. Destroyed and Vanderbilt. Destroyed. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated Vanderbilt. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's just, you know, like like Florida, you know, can only point for, put 42 points on Vandy. We put up 68. I mean, it, it was a good win, but... That's just that's just where I'm at. Anyway, Georgia versus Kentucky. It's going to be a good matchup. I mean, I I think it. I don't think it's going to be as close as people are saying. I think it's still going to be a good game. Uh, but I'm I'm seeing it like another uh, kind of a repeat of the Auburn game. I'm seeing somewhere close to like, thirty-four to ten. I mean, their defense has stepped up. I mean, their offense is probably better than our offense. But I mean, 
Well, I don't know if I'll say that, but no. it's, it's close. But, no. but their defense is nowhere near our defense. They got a good defense for Kentucky, and like you said a couple episodes ago, they do deserve the credit that they, that they are getting. Yeah. But they're not going to beat Georgia. Georgia wins this game 34-10, to 10, I'm telling you. Um, I think it's kind of flipped what you're saying because uh, I was thinking about this. Kentucky doesn't have that great of an offense. Like They have good players on offense, but overall as a, a – one single singular unit Kentucky's offense not one of the best their defense so let me rephrase what I meant was with the offense is their offense what I should have said is their offense is healthier right now than our offense yeah excuse me um no you're good I think that within the SEC Kentucky's defense is probably the closest to Georgia's nowhere close but I would have to agree with that but yeah they are the closest um only because Arkansas literally gave up 53 points last week. Um, <laughs> um, but well, they're in the SEC West, so. I know. Yeah. But I think that there's still a few things Kentucky's got to work out and build up within the next few seasons. I definitely think they're one of the better teams in the SEC, but I think Georgia definitely comes out of this. Uh, I hope you're somewhat wrong about the score because on Fox Sports or Fox Bets, uh, I, I'm hoping to win a hundred thousand dollars, and I put <laughs> I put down uh, a, up to twenty one point win. Oh my so gosh! So hopefully it's not thirty four to ten, and something more like thirty one to ten or something. Hey, we'll see. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hope it's. I just hope it's a big win again. I mean, I just I just like it when Georgia proves themselves because I mean we are getting hated on this year, but I mean like, I feel like that you know we do have the quality wins to prove it, and and you know. The defense did show up to Clemson, did show up to Arkansas, did show up to Auburn, did show up to Vanderbilt especially. I mean, like, we we have played good football. And even, like, this past weekend, Stetson Bennett showed up. He has surprised me so much. For He went from a guy who led the league in interceptions in the FCS to a guy who is leading the number one team in the country at the quarterback position right now. I still think JT Daniels deserves the position, but, you know, once mm-hmm. he's healthy, he'll definitely come in. But because uh, a lot of people are saying, well, oh, well, what if Stetson Bennett stays in? He kind of deserves a position. Look, Stetson Bennett's a great player, and he and he has been he's doing short. He's been doing great things, but he is short. When we get up against Alabama, probably in the SEC championship, I don't see it happening. Nah. So it would have to be Daniels. But but anyway, that's that's where we're at with it. I mean, I'm picking Georgia, and I mean, obviously you're picking Georgia, and you know, let's hope it's a good game. Uh, but moving on, the AP top twenty-five leaving, entering, and big moves. You want to take up the first one? Oh, yeah. So we actually only had one team to leave the AP Top 25 this week, and it was <laughs> number 18 Auburn dropping out after a loss to number two Georgia. Uh, I think a lot of people said that, you know, Bo Nix was going to do work on this offense and I or on this defense, and I have never seen that man more mad and frustrated in my entire life. It's like every time he almost got sacked, every time a, bat, a, a ball got batted up or intercepted or anything like that, he was just so frustrated that he could not get anything moving yeah. i mean and, and they lost a six to 24 last year i mean and he was he was upset this saturday i think that i think you know with every with everybody saying that you know georgia was gonna struggle against auburn i mean and look we didn't look great i'm not gonna lie to you the, the defense didn't look you know as great as they have we definitely had some issues but you know 10 points that's it 
I'm chilling. So, but yeah, they're gone. And I think that's, I think that's appropriate. I think that's, you know, it's the second loss. I mean, they've obviously proven that, you know, I mean, Penn State is not as good as Georgia. Georgia's the best team in the country, but they've obviously proven that they can't really hold up. So I think that them dropping out is, um, I think it's good. I think it's cool. I disagree. I think Texas should have been dropped out and Auburn should have stayed. Auburn has lost to what a top 10 opponent in Penn State and a top, top four opponent in Georgia. Uh, Auburn has had better losses to two great opponents. They came close to Penn State. Not not so close against Georgia, but they've put up better fights than the Texas. Uh, granted, Texas is still figuring stuff out, but Auburn, I don't know. And, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's fair. It's a fair point. I just think that either of those teams could have dropped and I with I don't know man it, it, it's a toss-up it's I think. a toss-up yeah but anyway just like the teams leaving there's only one team entering and yeah you guessed it Texas A&M comes back after a win against number one Alabama uh I don't I don't know about this one this is also a team that lost to Mississippi State it's sketchy it's definitely sketch and especially because they didn't just come in they skipped like four teams and went straight to 21 so, oh yeah that one i don't agree with yeah ap ap's a little sus and we've talked about that and that's one of the main points of this show that ap is kind of sus i've realized they're very but, <coughs> they're normally sec oriented like you see a lot of sec teams kind of up there and, and this and year that, yeah. it's very big 10 it is it is and, <laughs> and i can talk to the sec it's not i wouldn't want to call it an sec bias even though it kind of is but it's really just because like if you put up, you know, a three and two or now four and two Texas A&M team against, you know, a bottom tier ACC team or a bottom tier Pac-12 team, I guarantee you Texas A&M is going to take it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it just comes down to like, you know, we've talked before, you know, right now SEC just has the best teams in the country. Yeah. That's just where they are. We play football different around here. And I mean, not to say, though, not to take anything away from the Big Ten, who actually is the second best conference in college football right now, I would have to say. Uh, I mean, Texas A&M is not better than NC State. Uh, We'll see about that. But (laughs) uh, but, you know, now we have some big moves coming in. Bama is being the big one. We've mentioned earlier, Bama has dropped from the top four after their loss to A&M. They are now at number five, which is Actually, I, I agree with that. I mean, you lost to a two-loss team that lost to Mississippi State and Arkansas. And, yes, College Station is a hard place to play in. But, like I said, like, you got to be mature enough to handle that. You got to show up. You got to play the game. So, yeah, I, I actually agree with them dropping from the top four. Um, I, I think five suits them. AP's like, eh, we'll just put them right there, put them back in if, you know, one of them one of the people above them drops. But, you know, I don't I don't see it. I mean, I, I agree with it, but I don't see them coming back in the top four anytime soon. Oh, I do. All right. Uh, Georgia to number one with a win against Auburn. But with Bama losing to A&M, they go to number one. And again, I'm not I'm stressed about being number one. It kind of makes me nervous. I don't like it because uh, now there's all this pressure. But, you know, we still got business to handle, uh, especially against Kentucky this week. So we'll see what happens. But I I, I mean, you have to put Georgia at one. That kind of just makes that's a no brainer after Alabama loses. Iowa to number two after a win against Penn State. So they were in the top four, and now they're apparently the second best team in college football. So, I mean, like, 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 do you agree with that? They're one of the top four teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. 
I think out of the top four teams, yeah, they're 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 second. They're not they're not better than Georgia. I think no. they're definitely better than Cincinnati on a defensive side of it. I don't, I don't know about offensive. And then Oklahoma is Oklahoma. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with the sense that within the top four, Iowa's too. Yeah, and finally, after a long stretch of a season, after proving themselves against Notre Dame, Cincinnati is finally in the top four, and not just in the top four, they're number three. Took them long enough. Yeah, Oklahoma has comes back into the top four. They're at number four after a win against Texas. Uh, me and Joey are definitely already in a disagreement about this because we were talking about the t- the TBD top 25, and I, I didn't say that Oklahoma should be in the top four, but I think that because of schedule and wins, I think Oklahoma deserves to be at four over Alabama. That's just where I'm at. No, uh, Alabama has proven that they're still a really good team. Yeah, they came off of a loss from Texas A&M, in which they came back and almost won the game. Uh, but, you know, their defense can hold up, which we've been talking about is a problem in good old Roll Tide Nation. <laughs> um, but Alabama is still a better team than Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, whether you got one loss or zero losses, Alabama would beat Oklahoma front and back. Still, just I, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Oklahoma being there, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't see them being there for long. I think, you know, I'm taking back what I said earlier. I think Alabama comes in over them eventually, after they get a loss, probably maybe a TCU. We'll see. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Texas does not drop completely out of the top 25, but drops to 25 after a loss against OU. And I think that, you know, we were again in a little bit of a disagreement about where Texas should have ended up. I think that 25 suits them. Uh, I don't think they should have dropped out. I think that, you know, they're barely on the cusp. And I think it's I think the only reason they didn't drop out is just because they had such a huge lead and they played really, really, really well. Their defense just ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. So that's that's I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like, what do you I mean? What do you think? I mean, I uh, I think it's a toss. Uh, up. I mean, <laughs> the team that they could barely score on just gave up 53 points. Mm. And lost by a point, bro. What is so, happening in college football, bro? This I, I, is the most confusing know. season, bro. I, you know, like the team. So there's that, and then they're up. What they were up like twenty eight to seven at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a big lead, and they and then they, they gave it back. Up yeah, against a freshman quarterback. So, but again, like you said earlier, like I said, there's no, no, film, film, no film, but <laughs> you, you got to be able to adapt. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Auburn puts up a fight against Penn State. Auburn, not so much against Georgia, but it's Georgia. So, yeah. I don't know. Agree to disagree, but on to the big week six matchups. We are super excited about this week in college football, except for the fact that it is one of those weeks in college football where it's kind of boring. There's only two top 25 matchups this week. The first one obviously being 11 Kentucky at number one Georgia, and the other one being 12 Oklahoma State at 25 Texas at 12 p.m. This is our Big 12 matchup of the week. Yeah, so number 12 Oklahoma State at 25 Texas. Uh, this this is kind of uh, a big toss up. I mean, can Texas hold up? I mean, I think that Oklahoma State's defense is a lot better than Oklahoma's. They're a lot more defensive. They're not as much offensive. Meanwhile, you know, if they're put up against a not so great defense. They can run it up. So, I don't know. I got to say Texas here only because they're kind of mad that they gave up 
that loss against Oklahoma, they had it good. They were they were running with it and then, you know, kind of gave it up. But Oklahoma State also has a really good run defense, so Bijan Robinson has to step up. What do you think? Uh I don't want to say that Oklahoma State being at 12 is a fluke. But, I mean, this is a team that struggled against Baylor. Baylor's not bad. And they're not bad. But Texas, I mean, you even though they lost the game, you cannot deny me that Texas offense played lights out up until about the fourth quarter. Even though Oklahoma State's defense is stronger than Oklahoma, I still think that Texas's offense can pull it out because, I mean, Oklahoma State's offense is also good, but Texas' defense is better. So I'm going to say Texas on this one. I'm with you. I think Texas comes out and pulls this one out. I, I see Texas pulling this one out. I mean, I'm glad that this is the game that we agree on the upset. So then, like, if it if the other happens, record does not change in a sense. By the way, if you don't know the record already, it's down below. Right here. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, it is also posted on Instagram, so... Go check that out. Yeah, please go check that out. Uh, so the next game, UCF at number three, Cincinnati. This is one that we were talking about the other day because this is a huge matchup last year. Huge matchup last year, but this year it's not going to be that big. Cincinnati pulls this one out. UCF missing their quarterback to a lat injury. Uh, I don't see Cincinnati losing this. They still have a 74% chance winning. Yeah, and I would have to agree with you again, and unfortunately for the record. Uh, yeah, I got to say Cincinnati. I, I mean, Cincinnati destroyed Notre Dame. UCF has been struggling all season. Gus Malzahn, bless his heart. I mean, it's so weird not seeing him at Auburn. I don't know about, I don't know if you've been feeling the same way, but it was weird not seeing him on the sidelines against Georgia. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, bless his heart. He's been trying. But, yeah, I Cincinnati definitely pulls this one off. Next up, our Big 12 matchup of the week, TCU at number four, Oklahoma at 7.30 p.m. It's prime time. The, prime a lot time, of people baby. are probably saying, like, why wasn't Oklahoma State and Texas the Big 12 game of the week? Well, because TCU, you know, played an okay game against Texas, and also we really want Oklahoma to lose. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, it could have gone either way, but it, I don't know. This one is more of this has to show if Oklahoma is legit. And so that kind of makes the the question even bigger, and it makes it a better matchup. Meanwhile, you know, if Oklahoma State were to beat Texas, no shocker. But if if Texas were to beat Oklahoma State again, no shocker. Yeah. Like you know, so I don't know, but I it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. Like you said, you know, if if Caleb if Caleb Williams is in, then it's one thing. If Spencer, if Spencer Rattler is in and he plays the way he's been playing this season. And I just got to say, Lincoln Riley is a fool if he doesn't start Caleb Williams. I mean, like, yeah, sure, Rattler knows the offense, but, like, it looks like Caleb does really, really well, too. So Yeah, I mean. Just saying. Yeah. So, TCU, great rushing offense. Meanwhile, Oklahoma, pretty good with stopping the run on defense. Not incredible, but decent uh meanwhile tcu not the greatest at passing but tcu's defense is good yeah so and they got film on caleb hey man uh it's tough you know i mean like you said they came off of a they 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 lost to texas 32 27 
but I don't. Ah, you go first. You go first, man. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right. I'm just gonna say it, dude. Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, sure. Like TCU's pretty good. They got a good defense, but like if Caleb, especially if Caleb Williams plays, Oklahoma got this in the bag, bro. Spencer Rattler plays. It's a closer game, but Oklahoma still pulls it out. Which sucks. As I got no. freak. I gotta go Oklahoma, man. Yeah, I know you would because uh, you're worried about protecting your record. No, it's also <laughs> just, it's at Oklahoma. Yeah. And the more I was thinking about it and the way TCU plays, it's it's not a way to beat Oklahoma. It, it, it's weird. to I know that's kind of weird thinking about, but the way TCU plays, it's not the way to beat Oklahoma. So Oklahoma, is, you, you have to get unconventional with it, you know, and only top tier teams can do that. Not saying TCU is not top tier, but still. So next matchup is our ACC game of the week. Number 22 NC State at Boston College at 730. Um, it's going to be a very defensive match, I believe. Um, what, what, what do you think? Well, Boston College is coming off of a bye week. They had time to recuperate after a loss to Clemson, which should have been a win. No, you don't want to hear it. Should have been a win. Eh. <laughs> but no, I mean, when you look at Boston College, you know, they have a really, really good defense and a really good offense. When you look at NC State, yeah, they got an offense. They can move the ball, but their defense is what holds them up. Their defense is what held them up against Clemson. That's how they won that game. Only reason they won is because of their defense. But I think that Boston College also has a really good defense, and they also have a really good offense. This is a really, really hard one because I think this is going to be a closer one than they call in for because uh, the football power index you know, has 55% in NC State's favor. That's a really, really, really close game. And ultimately, I'm going to go. I'm saying Boston College pulls this out, dude. I think I think they're going to do it, bro. I think they're going to do it. There we go. That should secure my record a little bit better. Uh, I, I definitely think NC State wins this. Their defense. We'll see. Their we'll defense, see. yeah, they gave up a few more points against Clemson um, than Boston College did, but also... All you got to do is just, you know, rail down on Clemson's offense and you should be fine. I think that's what Boston College did. Both teams had a bye week this past weekend. Well, then why couldn't they do that against NC State? I just don't see it. NC State has a lot more weapons. Hey, we'll we'll see. Don't don't you be so cocky. Don't you be so cocky. I'll give you credit next week if you're right. But right now, don't you be so Uh, cocky. I mean, hey, the record don't lie. I did come back and took the lead in record. Hey, man. So, because I, what, I went 5-0 two weeks ago? 5-0 last week. (laughs) And then this week went 4-1. Yeah. So, I, I I think NC State wins this i think that their defense is really good i think both defenses are really good but i think their nc state's offense kind of powers through um i mean excuse me five and oh last week three and two this week yeah mason went one and four yeah so syracuse um, almost had it bro almost <laughs> had it. i was almost. almost right and also i was we were both almost right about penn state like that close yeah and then so. clifford had to get hurt yeah, he did. But I swear that's the only reason he won that game. Anyway. Anyways, yeah. NC State, I think that their offense was very stellar against Clemson. Again, if you're able to put that many points up against Clemson's defense. I would have to. The agree. first team to, you know, run it up on their defense. So, I think NC State wins this. 
Yeah, and I mean, I guess we'll just have to disagree to, we'll just have to agree to disagree this week. But you know, I mean, it's one of those weeks where you know it's just, it's this isn't the most exciting week in college football, but it's still going to be an important one for the CFP, right? I mean, TCU and Oklahoma is a huge game, and so is Alabama. So is uh, sorry, so is Georgia and Kentucky, and uh, you know, we're going to see what happens. But I mean, ultimately, yeah, we're excited about this weekend. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if Kentucky comes out with the win. Dude, props to them. Playoffs. If they can, if they can, if they can beat our defense, <laughs> then yes, playoffs for uh, sure. I mean, it's not gonna happen, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that there is a God who loves you, and He sent His only Son to die for you while you were still His enemy. That's how much He loves you. If you are struggling with anything, whether it be mental health, sexual sin, or just you know, maybe even doubting your faith or doubting God, you can, our DMs are always open. You can always hit us up. We will be glad to pray with you and talk to you about that. Just know that you are loved, you are cared for, you are wanted, and there is a God who is desiring an even deeper relationship with you. So yeah, but this has been TWD Sportscast College Football. Thank you so much for listening. We're praying for you and we will see you next Friday. Bye-bye. Later. Later.